So he's coming from the bottom saying that, oh yes, I eat slugs because I had to. Coming from the top, we eat slugs because they're fancy and it makes you look fancy, so I'll just eat mine. Your tides goes off. Oh my god. He was under tides? He's allergic to the snail. Yeah, he, he, had, to, he had to put <laughs> tides up. My, my boots have an odor after I've been fighting all day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever felt like eating those. See, now that joke, that joke had an odor to it. Yeah, so at least you didn't have to make a deal with the devil. You just had to make it one with the demon queen. <laughs> Chapter 171, Eating Slugs. Okay. So in the last episode, um, you guys had uh, gotten possession of another phylactery, didn't you? Unfortunately. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, so you had attended a dress ball, um, although... Uh, Adri was the only one that was uh, actually dressed for it. You guys were all her uh, entourage, her bodyguards, her muscle. And uh, so you guys were in your uh, your armor and weapons looking fearsome. Um, and uh, you uh, were able to sneak out when no one was looking. And uh, you made off to the chapel where the phylactery was located. And you had absolutely no trouble getting there, right? We got there perfectly yeah, okay. fine. Uh, it was the getting out that was going to be a problem. Yeah, you uh, you ended up attracting a little bit of attention there, um, and, and then it got even. Well, worse. and we got out just fine too. Uh, you well... know, it's just we had to make a little deal with a little someone, but yeah. we actually had no issue getting out. Yeah, so at least you didn't have to make a deal with the devil. You just had to make it one with the demon queen. Um, so yes, you you made it into the chapel, and who did you find waiting for you there? The demon queen herself. Yes, Lowell Mistress was of the Demon Wed Pits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. stop talking about Jesse that way. She's right next to you for crying out loud. No? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. My bad. Didn't, didn't even get a rise I'll, out of her. I'll no, shut uh, up now. Anyway. Uh, she was actually quite cordial. Yes, yes. Well, um, apparently what you uh, got out of that conversation is that uh, she had tired of the flactory causing... Uh, chaos in her um, children there in the various drow vying for her favor and decided to get rid of it so that there could be more chaos in the children of drow of Lolth vying for her favor. So um, she was very happy to let you spirit it away. And um, that was it, right? There was no problems, no, nothing else. You didn't have to pay any sort of a toll or a fee or anything, right? Uh, no, she marked us, so now she can mess with the, us anytime she wants, one time. Yes, so um, she laid her mark upon you, and uh, something bad is going to happen 
down the line in the future here, and undoubtedly. Well, I I had a question because you tried to you were trying to explain it to me, and I didn't or didn't quite understand. So, is it everybody's mark, and the it's one bad thing per person, or just one bad thing in total? Um, you would have to expect it's going to be one bad thing per person. That's kind of what I thought. Yep. But I wanted confirmation. Yeah, you're each carrying the mark. So, so anyways, there's that, and uh, something to look forward to down the line, right? Oh yeah. Anyway, so uh, you had been spirited by Lolth's magic out into the crowd and linked up with uh, Adri's sister. And uh, it turns out Adri's sister is part of a, I don't know, resistance isn't the right word, awakened group. They're committed to reuniting the elven branches. And uh, as a part of that, obviously has to get out of the, under the thumb of Lolth herself. And uh, they uh, apparently live a... Uh, separate second identity here in Kaharst, and she had taken you to one of their safe houses. You had gone down a alleyway, and when she got up to a crate just lying there amongst a bunch of trash, she opened it up and walked down, and apparently it uh, covered up a set of stairs. And uh, at this point in time, I'd like everybody to roll me an insight check. Oh, Lord. Oh, nat one. Okay, good. Good start. 17. A nine for me. 11. Oh, wow. Uh, I got a 22. Okay. So actually both um, Adri and Creval, um, you noticed that uh, Kranti, um, just before she opens up the, the crate to, to advance down into the depths, she really looks around and especially she looks up and around and then apparently seeing nothing that uh, deters her, she opens up the crate and goes down inside. Can I look around to see if I see anything as well? Yeah, give me give me a, uh, a perception or an investigation check. I'll just, I'll just do a perception. But, oh, that's natural 20, so that's 32. Okay, um, so... Uh, Kripal's a little paranoid right now. <laughs> Yeah, you, you see a pretty much you uh, blank walls. You are pretty much alone here. Obviously, there is the whole uh, sound of the pursuit coming behind you. Uh, the guards are fanning out throughout the crowd looking for you guys. But um, yeah, you don't. This seems to be an entirely empty location here in this in this alleyway, and probably why it's chosen uh, by the uh, resistance. Okie dokie. And I'm assuming you're going to follow her down. Uh, we don't have much choice i'd say yes <laughs> yeah and uh then uh you uh, advance down there um who's gonna be the last person i'll be I'll the last be. person oh, okay. no okay. you yeah you uh are a little easier to hit okay so uh i'm assuming then um no one you're gonna close the uh lid on the crate as you go by very stealthily, I will do that. Okay, good. And actually, roll me stealth to see how stealthily you stealthily close it. Was was my um, pass without a trace still up? Uh, probably, yeah. This has not been an hour yet. So uh, then you get to add 10 to that. 21. Okay, good. Yeah, so you quiet as a mouse, close the, uh, the lid on the crate behind you, and advance down the steps. And... Um, the uh, stairway here is very close. 
Um, it's maybe a total of three feet wide and it's very steep steps. Um, so you're, it's almost more like going into a, uh, you know, some sort of a ship's, uh, birthing way or, or, uh, or hallway, but, uh, you, uh, scooch down there one at a time, almost, you know, the people behind are almost kicking people in the, in front of them in the head and you find yourself in a subterranean level could be maybe a set of sewers, or maybe this was some sort of a bolt hole or, or, uh, other secret passage that uh, maybe was long forgotten. Uh, What's it smell like? It's actually very damp and uh, very earthy. Of course, everything under the ground is, you know, got that rocky, earthy sort of smell to it with overtones of. It's of the mold. underground, underground. Yes, uh, but this is even more, more damp and and earthy. And uh, um, Karanti leads you forward there, and uh, thankfully, Craval, uh, you've got your owl glasses back, so you can actually see what what's going on. Yeah, I really don't want it to light up the ball if I don't have to. Yep. And after about five minutes of pacing forward on a, just basically a straight uh, tunnel that seems like it's carved into the rock itself, it opens up into a small room. And sitting in the room in front of you are two drow. Uh, one is kind of more or less unremarkable. It's a uh, drow uh, male. And he uh, has, you know, basically nothing unusual about him. He's wearing the standard drow male uniform of the sarong and the, and the sleeveless vest. And, um, you know, he's neither overly tall or overly short. He's neither, you know, heavy set, nor is he lean, uh, just kind of a, a middle of the road drow. Um, but the person next to him really catches your attention because it is a drow in leather armor with a scimitar on each hip and sitting next to him is a black panther. Well, he looks familiar. Are we still kind of in a line or are we all kind of standing next to each other? Well, obviously, as you come into the room, you kind of fan out. Um, and uh, the, both of them are sitting there on, um, it looks like kind of discarded furniture. And they are, um, you know, see, so looks like they're, barbecuing something on a little tiny grill that's right in front of them what's the what's it smell like plant or meat based um it actually smells kind of meaty and um Karanti turns to you and uh she, she says um we don't use real names here so you'll have to identify yourself by a code name and um then she turns to the rest of them and says, Panther, Rapids, it's good to see you. We were successful in getting the uh, guests, and she motions to you, out of the square. And uh, Rapids kind of stands up and smooths his sarong and, and says, very good boots. Good job as always. Um, are these the uh, guests that you were telling us about? That the ones that need to flee the Underdark? And she says, yes, although um, obviously they have their mission uh, for the, the missing raiding party first. And she uh, motions to you and says, I'll let them introduce themselves. So who wants to go first? 
And she says, just uh, tell them your name, so. I'll go. I say, they call me Blink. And Rapid says, very good, Blink. Good to meet you. You can call me Nix. Very good, Nix. You can call me Guar. Guar? Guar. Guar? I am the Shepherd. Ah, the Shepherd. I like that name. And I am Knight. And she says, very good. Might? Knight. Knight. Knight, yes. okay. He says, it's always night down here. Close enough. He says, well, well met. Um, as you can imagine, we don't uh, see a lot of the surface folk here. Um, but sit down. We have a little bit of um, sustenance here as we have, uh, as we can... Uh, make it here in in our uh, humble abode um and then Kranti turns to you uh you there adri and says uh rapids here is uh, a member of my cell we're organized in threes so that if a group is compromised they can't compromise the entire network um panther though um is not a member of our cell he's uh kind of a lone wolf, you'd say, and uh, kind of comes and goes. He escorts an awful lot of the uh, drow that are fleeing Kaharst to the surface where they can uh, hopefully start anew. Um, if we'd known about his services there, Nix, um, when uh, when you left, he could have escorted you, but uh, I guess all is well. You made it all the same. Yeah, that would have been good to know. <laughs> well, none of us knew back then. Um, it turns out that there's been this quiet organization uh, going for some time, um, but uh, it uh, you know wasn't widely enough known as as I guess is the the proper way uh, for us to uh, get in contact. It's it's only after someone goes looking for it that they come and contact you. Uh, well, he's here now. Yes, and uh, he's he uh, will be able to uh, lead you to where the patrol that the uh, missing drow were in were last seen. Um, so he should be able to uh, get you going in the right direction. Anyway, um, so they start uh, pulling basically shish kebab steaks um, off of the grill and start handing them around. And, and uh, your sister there says, oh, slugs, good, my favorite. And uh, indeed, it does slugs. appear to be some sort of mollusk um it uh may maybe some sort of snail or or slug uh it's got kind of it's kind of narrow on both ends and fat in the middle and uh but it does have a delectable odor at least but you used the word odor instead of like fragrance or, or something more pleasantly connotative oh it, it does you. It, yeah, see, i would agree with that thank you my, my boots have an odor after I've been fighting all day. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever felt like eating those. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes. We've put enough barbecue sauce on them. Everything's good, right? Sure. Anyway, um, yeah, they do. Uh, a nice fried sole. Yes. It's not, uh, it's not an unpleasant smell. So, um, so are you going to give it a try? Sure. Okay. I'll eat a slug. Yeah. And it's 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 fair to Midland. Um it's uh it's at least uh, a meat-based product, but uh um yeah, it's not too bad. 
you know, may, maybe not something you'd go and order in, in a restaurant, but uh, not too not too shabby here in, in the Underdark. Mm-hmm. Very good. If you say so. And uh, as you sit around and um, and you uh, enjoy the thing, um, Arlen, or should I say Shepard, your tides goes off. Oh, my God. He was under tides? He's allergic to the snail. Yeah, he, he, had to, he had to put tides <laughs> up for, uh, for the uh, skills challenge there. Maybe it will just clean all our clothes. Get it? Tide? Never mind. Never mind. It's a tide ad? Everything is. See, now that joke, that joke had an odor to it. Who was it? Uh, I thought it had 26. a fine aroma. <laughs> anyway, Arlen? I got 26, and I appears on your forehead for the next minute. During that time, you have advantage on wisdoms, uh, perception checks that rely on sight. Does that show through the seeming? I uh, just opened up my third eye. I would <laughs> guess that it would show through the seeming because it probably happens regardless of other effects. I mean, what color is it? Is it like the same color as your other eyes or is it like radiate green? I want it to be lilac. Oh, there we go. Anyway, um, that causes a bit of a stir uh, as the, you know, the eye appears and, and uh, they, they note uh, that it happens. Um, are you going to do any sort of explanation? I step in and I say, eh, eh, don't worry, at least it wasn't a fireball this time. Unfortunately, it's Emphasis it's, on this time. It uh, gets hidden in the shine of your forehead, unfortunately. There we go. There we go. Okay, good. And um, while you guys are all enjoying your uh, delectable uh, food there, uh, something happened at the end of the last episode. You guys all leveled up. So... Um, Welcome to level 11. Um, obviously, for the hit dice, that means that you'll now be rolling up to three at a time. Really? I thought that was 12. Nope. Ah, cool. 1 to 5, 6 to 10, 11 to 15. And uh, so you can do that hit dice. But let's go around the table and find out what all happened while you guys were leveling up. And obviously, it's kind of a, narratively a little bit of an awkward time to have that happen. But um, it, uh, it's just the way it sort of played out with the numbers. Hey, we encountered a fierce uh incredibly strong thing and then got away safely that makes us know things right yep definitely um anyway so uh cotter since uh you're uh speaking there bryce why don't you tell us what happened with cotter so at level 11 i gained one additional third level spell slot so i now have four first three second and three third level spell slots I gained six more hit points, getting me up to a total of 86, and I gained the Improved Divine Smite ability. When I hit with a melee weapon attack, I get to add 1d8 extra radiant damage to the attack's damage whenever I hit. So I can, if I hit twice, I can use it both times, and even if I use the regular Divine Smite ability, I still get to add that extra d8, which is pretty cool. Neat stuff. Good, good, good. And um, then, uh, Drew, why don't you tell us what happened with Creval? Uh, I, as being a multi-class character, put this new level into Cleric. So by doing that, I turned a level 7 Cleric. I gained a fourth level spell slot, 
two more bonus spells and I picked a new spell because my spells known went up by one and I got a few more hit points out of it. So got a little bit more than I initially thought when I got this level, but I'm very excited. Very good. And uh, Owen, tell us about what happened with Arlen. Arlen got four more hit points to get up to 58 hit points. He um, got one more sorcery point, uh, a sixth level spell slot, a new spell, which is teleportation circle, and swapped out blight for sunbeam. Really, and good. all of my and all my cantrips gone up one dice. So now um, everything is three d whatever. Like for firebolt, it would be three d ten. Nice. Oh, and if you can just find that uh, teleportation circles, you can use your teleportation circle spell. Uh, so hopefully those interns you are employing back in Porta Magnum will uh, come back with something for you right away. Hopefully. Very good. And then, Jesse, why don't you tell us what happened with Adri? I now get to become invisible in an area of dim light or darkness. Wow. Um, and I remain that way until I either attack, cast a spell, or am suddenly in an area of bright light. So it's kind of a theoretically constant thing because I can perform other actions I just can't attack and I'll stay invisible that's really cool yeah that, that's generally when it breaks invisibility so yeah that's that's really good and yeah, it is at will so yeah. it's kind of cool yeah you oh, can that, just that be invisible like... yeah and the whole underdark <laughs> yeah yeah um, so oh. she can literally just be invisible every time she's traveling with us mm -hmm. how soon that after you attack cool. can you re-invisibility yourself I guess as soon as I go back into an area of dim light or darkness, it doesn't really have hardly any limitations to it. So, does it say it's a bonus action or so a reaction or anything? You could you could literally go invisible, shout. Yeah, it, it is no an knows. action for me to become okay. invisible. So on like the next turn, I could become invisible if I use that as my action. Okay. So out of curiosity, you could literally be jumping around shadow to shadow, invisible, and nobody would know. Yeah, and pretty much. Because you're not that's, taking that's. He's Step. broken, but that is awesome. Super ninja. I'm telling you. Okay. Our opponents are going to be broken. Yeah. And Matt, why don't you tell us about Noan? So uh, Noan's uh, hit points went up to 84. Um, and uh, through studying that scroll of his, he's learned how to strike more forcefully. So uh, rolls a d8 when using... Uh, Monk weapons are unarmored attack. And uh, the night before, uh, you know, when we woke up this morning, uh, I was very much at peace and I have a sense of tranquility, which basically gives me the effects of a sanctuary spell from when I wake up from a long rest until I start the next one. And sanctuary means that as long as I don't attack someone, anyone who attacks me or uses an attack spell must make a saving throw or either cancel that spell or target something else. Is that always ongoing? Always. I mean, it's it, totally it, not attacking. Yeah. As That's long as cool. I'm not attacking. So I just kind of wake up feeling very peaceful. Which in its own way is very ironic for no one. So does it That's go exactly what I was thinking? Does it go away as soon as you attack something? And then until your next rest, it comes back. Correct. So 
uh, like a sanctuary spell, when the sanctuary spell ends, meaning when I attack, tranquility ends until I take another long rest. I also did, I, I figured because because Matt was going to say that for no one too, but I also get a D8 to my monk stuff now, but that's just a monk level up thing. Neat. Very good. So um, speaking of your stuff, um, after passing the food out to everybody, um, Rapids goes and says, oh, and I think you'll be wanting these. And um, he uh, goes into the next adjoining chamber and comes back and he comes back with all the rest of your stuff. So your uh, haversacks and your bags of holding. Um, you guys already had all your weapons and, and armor on. And uh, you're very happy to see your pets are there too. So uh, no one. I'm like, how did you come by these? Thrax uh, comes bounding into the room, jumps up into your laps and starts headbutting you. Do we need code names for our pets too? Um, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Drax's code name is Draft. Yeah. So uh, Adri's sisters um, says, uh, I made sure to spirit those out of the house when no one was looking. Uh, figured you would probably need them. Anyway, um, so you guys are taking a look through your stuff and you realize that, yes, indeed, all the stuff is there. Um, and you know how uh, bags of holding work. You basically ask for the item and it comes to the top and you can grab it. So uh, not knowing what was in your bags, they didn't know what to, uh, to pull out, except the obvious things. As you're taking a look, you realize that all of your money is gone. It was too easy to guess, and they were able to scoop it up and take it out. Um, and all, that includes all of the jewelry and gems. Hmm. So um, that is all gone. And the um, only exception to that, uh, Craval. Down in the mm -hmm. bottom of your one your, in your, one of your pouches is one of your diamonds is left. So oh, thank God. Apparently, like, oh, maybe no, we're screwed. <laughs> maybe maybe it got uh, caught in there when they dumped the pouch out or something. But yeah, so please erase all of all the funds, gems, jewelry, art objects, <sighs> jewel, all that stuff. Um, it was all spirited away by uh, by Adri's relatives. Sorry, that sucks so hard. They do. Doesn't it, though? I Maybe was, we'll have to come back and pilfer some things. And I was totally saving up, too. That's horrible. Were you, were you going to get that riding lawnmower finally? No, a lot of my higher-up spells require very expected spell components. Okay. That's horrible. I feel like Eeyore right now. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> well, at least it makes it a better investment resurrecting Orlana before we left. Yeah, right. Might have to hit up sister-in-law for some funds. By the way, I really hope you don't like magically just give us our money back because I have no idea how much I had anymore. Oh no, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, question, Mr. DM, did they take the scrolls I had? Um, apparently they were not of interest enough. Uh, and okay. um, I only had two, but yeah, Adrian's sister says that basically all of your stuff was piled in a room. Um, and so maybe they did have designs on it at some point, but they hadn't, you know, the, the, mo the money was easy to spirit away, uh, the gems and jewels, you know, they could just grab that and run, but the rest of the stuff, they'd have to do something with it. So apparently they hadn't got that far in the whole thing. Okay. Dokie. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, um, just looking to see which one of my spells had components that required like gold or something. One second, please. 
Okay, well, you, you keep researching that one, um, and yes, uh, we'll continue to chew on our barbecued slug. Um, yeah. And uh, Idri, um, your sister and yourself are kind of off in one of the corners there, um, which is a, a little more removed from everything. And um, is she, uh, you know, just, just enough to be kind of private for the two of you. And um, she... Uh, turns to you as, as you're kind of eating and, and says, um, you know, under breath, she says, my sister, I'm curious about one thing. I'm, I'm quite surprised you agreed to, uh, to marry Varus. Uh, that was a, a surprise to me because I, I thought that you had left the Underdark because you were betrothed to him. Well, I didn't exactly know about the, uh, rebel cell here. I wouldn't have if I'd known there was a way to get out. I thought I could use it as some sort of way to help my friends and I escape, maybe manipulate him. Now I kind of think I got myself more into a pickle than anything else. And she says, ah, yeah, well, um, very clever, although um, uh, very, uh, very drowish, I must say. <laughs> um, did you ever wonder uh, why it is that uh, our family betrothed you to him. I mean, he does. He I seems didn't really to, yeah. think too deeply about it. He seems to be such an outspoken male. It seems like uh, they would uh, choose somebody else. That's a little more, I don't know, um, traditional. Uh, but yeah. Um, our family seems to do a lot of things untraditionally. Yes. Um, that's exactly it. I, I overheard uh, mother and father talking and, and actually, yeah, you might've, it all goes back to, it's like, why did our father decide to marry a human from the surface world? Uh, you know, certainly somebody with the family wealth that he had probably could have married very well into one of the other houses. But uh, father is actually a member of a group of drow that um, are, you know, almost heretically... Uh, attempting to raise the status of males in our society. Um, and obviously Varus is very outspoken in that regard too. So um, that's why father took a wife from the surface world. Uh, she obviously uh, gained much in the way of power and status as a female in our society, uh, head of her household. Um, but uh, father could sort of run the, uh, run the, uh, affairs behind the scenes while uh, my our mother uh, was the figurehead in the whole family. And so uh, when it came to arranging marriages, um, you know, he uh, found somebody very much to uh, his line of thinking in Varus. Although I must say Varus is so outspoken, I'm surprised he hasn't run afoul of uh, some of Lulth's guards by this time. Um, she doesn't really like outspoken males. I no one just sort of chuckles on hearing that and then says, huh, you, you think Varus would actually be able to run stuff from behind the scenes? He doesn't know Adri very well. Don't name drop. Oh, well. Next. Yes. Um, and she says, yes, um, well, um, I think uh, perhaps you do not know the drow very well. I'm, I'm afraid uh, Varus may have had some dark intentions once he was uh, married to to uh, Nix here. 
I was more interested in getting my people out. I wouldn't have agreed had I known that there was another option. Yes. Well, mother would have approved of your sneakiness, I must say. She's definitely found the uh, drawish way of life much to her line of thinking itself. Okay. Family can be very difficult. Okay, and so you guys uh, finish um, nibbling on your, your slug. Uh, are you guys going to finish all the slug, or are you going to just eat a polite, uh, polite amount of the slug, or just nibble on the slug? What are you going to do? Polite amount. I'm just going to eat the slug. <laughs> I'm Growing up in the wilds, I'm less squeamish that way. And, and I can't let my adopted brother out show me up, so I'm going to eat the whole slug, too. Wait, what? Sorry, wasn't paying attention to what you said. <laughs> he said just like uh, no one, he's uh, going to eat the whole okay. slug. And, and so he, I stare at you, Cotter, and I'm like, come on, eat the slug. So he's coming from the bottom saying that, oh, yes, I eat slugs because I had to. Coming from the top, we eat slugs because they're fancy and it makes you look fancy. So I'll just eat mine. Okay. And I will also eat a polite amount. Very good. For you, slugs are like in the compost. So you're like, uh... I don't want to. I don't want to eat the things that are with the excess manure and etc. Very good. Okay, so you um, are nibbling the way there, and uh, the uh, other two seem to be uh, eating their slugs with quite a bit of relish, uh, and not the pickle type. And um, <laughs> beat me uh, to it. Slug relish. Yes, and um, then. Uh, your sister says, well, we shouldn't tarry too long. Um, we definitely wanted to wait a few moments and let the, the heat die down in the, the streets outside, but Panther had better be getting you on his way. Um, and she turns over to Rapids and says, I did check all the walls in the uh, alleyway for spiders. I didn't see any there. Uh, so we should be in pretty good shape. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, despite the alarm being put up, we won't have the... Uh, thing being compromised and she turns to you there uh, adrian says you can't be too safe around the spiders she can look through all of their eyes yeah i have she... a feeling she'll be looking as hard as she can and which she are we talking about the, there's only one she in the drow culture well it could have been like the high priestess or something true. i it don't was, know it was a fair question i think okay yes and uh, she's um uh, turns to you and and says, ah, the the uh, our dark mistress, uh, being queen of spiders, um, she can uh, see through any of their eyes. They're all her children. Um, that's how uh, apparently they knew you were coming. Um, your the spiders had seen you in the upper halls and and uh, tunnels, and uh, had reported to Loth that uh, you were there, and she had informed then the. Uh, guards and priestesses that uh, there was a prize to be had. Maybe spiders will be back on the menu. She says, I understand they're good fried. <laughs> and, you all thought crusty, I, I and you all thought I ate funny things. Well, in, you know, in the Underdark, you, you know, kind of, you have to eat like in here in the Underdark. And um, do they actually eat spiders in the Underdark? Isn't that sort of like sacred cows? I guess. 
um they might actually do it you mean as, sacred drows let's yes. be careful they, they might actually do it as part of a religious ritual hmm. okay makes sense i guess and uh anyways um so the adri's sister says yes uh hopefully uh there's no way that uh her uh, dark eminence can can spy on us now um and uh then uh panther kind of gets up and dusts off his uh his uh leather breeches and says well we better get going and just then you you hear kind of a racket going on um it sounds like it's coming back down the the stairs that um you guys entered and everybody just jumps to their feet right away and uh Karanti says they found us however could they have found us quick we have to run and panther says after me and he takes out of the other door the one that uh, goes into the room that uh, apparently they'd stored your stuff on and um karanti says how did they find us we were so careful it's possible that they found us through us she says what uh, what uh, connection do you have to the demon queen apparently in order to get the item that you- Adri's uh, betrothed I'm woman. just going to like accidentally run into Drew or Crival a little bit. Quar. Quar. I'm just going to just accidentally bump into him. So I don't think this is information that should be shared. So, Crival, uh, you get an elbow in the ribs. Sorry. Sorry, Guar. What do I know? I'm just a dragonborn. There, there. Their ways are strange. <laughs> when they ask if you're a god, say yes. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so um, you guys take out of the back and you can hear um, the sound of pursuit coming down the stairs. Luckily, the um, corridor is so narrow that they can only come down one at a time. And... Um, you hear Rapids say to Boots, I really think it's a queen's guard. And um, your sister just, her, uh, you know, basically panic goes across her face. And Adri, you know the queen's guard is basically Lulth's secret police. They're the elite fighters in the, uh, in the church. So um, that would be probably the worst people to be caught by. Um, and so uh, you guys go tearing down the hallway and you come to a split in the corridor. And uh, Kranti turns to Panther and says, quick, you take them out this way. Make sure that they're safely on the way to see if they can't find that missing patrol. We'll go the other way, see if we can draw them off. And she turns to you, Adrian, says, good luck. You as well. And Panther says, very well, let's go. And um, just tears off down the hallway with his Panther striding right beside him. And... um, you uh, hear the sound of uh, rapids and, and boots just kind of piling up a whole bunch of trash on that corridor to and then making a very loud exit the other way uh, to kind of create a distraction. And uh, Panther says, now be as quiet as possible and see if we can get away. Let uh, boots and rapids do their jo- job. So I need I a- will cast pass without a trace. Very good. And I need a stealth roll from everybody. 
22. 16. You get to add 10 from Pass Without a Trace. Yeah, but I have to roll a disadvantage because of my armor. 16. 37. 30. <laughs> 22. Okay, very good. So um, obviously, um, Craval, with all the pots and pans in the kitchen tied to his body, uh, makes a bit more noise than you guys would like to see. Um, but you quickly hear the sound of the pursuit as you guys are kind of sneaking away, going the other direction. And uh, Panther turns to uh, you guys and says, don't worry about rapids and boots. They're two of our best. If anyone can get away, they can. And he kind of leads you off into the darkness. And where? What's saying? Where? Where are we going? He says, "I'll lead you through ways less used, and we'll get out of Kaharst. Then I can lead you to where the last patrol was seen, or the patrol was last seen, that went against the Illithids." Um, Boots hasn't said it in so many words, but I'm assuming there's somebody in that patrol. That was special to her. Okay. Okay. And you guys are sneak, sneak, sneaking along there. And um, I need everybody to make for me a constitution saving throw. Everyone gets a plus three. And just about that time, uh, Panther's Panther kind of makes a low growling groan. Okay. And... Let's have your roll. So, Cotter? I got a nine. Even with your plus three for you being you? Even with my plus three. Okay, for me that's being not me. good. And uh, Craval? Uh, sorry, doing the math. 27. Okay, Arlen? 11. Okay, and uh, Adri? Uh, 19. And uh, no one? 18. Okay, so. Uh, Cotter and Arlen, uh, you guys are padding along after everybody, and you kind of notice that it seems just very close and stuffy in here, and you all of a sudden you realize you're kind of having trouble breathing, and you realize that the air isn't very good where you guys are. You're kind of in a low spot in this in this tunnel. And apparently you guys have been breathing in some, uh, some nasty air down here, whether it's like carbon monoxide or maybe some sort of uh, swamp gas or something that has uh, gotten down here. But both of you will have um, one level of exhaustion for the next oh. hour as you just kind of befuddling your heads. I think you have to give me you have disadvantage on skill checks. Yes, indeed. All right. So yeah, you're just a little off after that exposure there. Um, and you actually even notice that the uh, panther is kind of coughing a bit. And you, um, but you quickly start going back uphill up and out of whatever it was in the bottom of that corridor. And um, the uh, guide that you have leads you through, a, it's actually kind of a maze of little corridors here, left and right, straight ahead. And then finally he uh, comes up against a blank wall and he says, hopefully we've gotten rid of our pursuit. Else be ready for anything. And he kind of reaches up to the top of the wall and there's a little indent there and he pushes on it 
and the whole wall just kind of scissors sideways. And you guys realize that you're looking at the storeroom or cellar of some building. It's just basically a room about uh, 25 feet square and it's full of just some litter and some trash, some boxes and things like that. It looks like it hasn't been used in a while. Um, there's a couple of dusty footprints that go across the floor here and there. And there's a set of stairs up on the uh, far wall. And then sitting in front of you, as if they're expecting you, are five drow. Four of them in studded leather armor and one in mage's robes. Uh, in a line across the room from you and the uh, uh, female in the mage's robe says there they are get them and that's where we're going to stop today Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, there's a whole lot of stuff to go over um, in this episode. Uh, first thing, uh, the mark that the party took from Lolth. Um, I think the party's beginning to see that maybe there was a little more to that than just getting the heck out of uh, the chapel there. So we'll have to see what other repercussions there are down the line there. And next up, uh, Drizzt. Um, well, not Drizzt. Uh, when I first put that in there, I really kind of put it in just as an aside, just as a, a fun little uh, callback to the uh, Forgotten Realms. But then I was thinking about uh, how to get the party over to the Illithids, and how am I going to do that when they don't really know the way, and then it just naturally occurred that, oh, hey, wait, we've got a ranger with a panther. He can probably show them the way. So uh, it uh, brought him back in there and made it so that it's not actually Drizzt. Or is it Drizzt? It's hard to tell at this point. We'll just have to wait for uh, the future to see what happens. And then the slugs. And the, during the whole time that the whole slug thing was going on, um, the little voice in the back of my head was screaming, oh, come on, people. I mean, after all, let's face it, we do eat a lot of mollusks. Uh, whether it's uh, mussels, clams, oysters, uh, calamari, octopus, mollusks are on the menu just about uh, all over the world. So why everyone would be so squeamish about eating slugs, I don't know. I mean, after all, a uh, escargot plate in a French restaurant costs you a pretty penny. And here they're getting slugs for free. And speaking of that, the trip to the... Uh, hidden safe house i was kind of hoping that the code names would be a little bit more fun but uh, there you go it kind of panned out kind of didn't but there we are and then finally the money situation uh, i was trying to figure out what would happen with the party once they got captured and then it occurred to me of course the drow would go and steal their money because uh, that would be the easiest thing for them to get their hands on and the easiest thing to spirit away uh, of course i could have been total jerk and you know taken all of their stuff all their wants and uh, rings and uh, magic items, but uh, I decided not to be, you know, that much of a jerk. And besides, it would cause all sorts of problems later on. But anyways, the party is uh, 
running for their lives. They've come across a group of what looks like the Queen's Guards, and they're going to have to fight their way out. So what's going to happen? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.